Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everyone. It's good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Grandma's going to kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Eat, New York Episode number 100 and Backman Elster. Coming to you live from Home New York. Seaside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's the Ready to Unload radio show slash podcast. Talking to New York Sports Nice. Hi. I'm one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro. It's Friday night. It is 10 p.m. It's time to step out, get a little loose. Talk a little sport. I don't know what else could happen. Anything. Really, anything could happen. Well, not anything. We're not going to solve, solve any sort of mathematical equation. That's not happening. It's really not anything. We're not going to cure cancer. Not anything. We might. Uh, thank you for joining us and welcome to the program. Let me get this music off before it costs us money. Yes, welcome to the program. I am, uh, as I mentioned, one of your hosts, Steve Sampietro, otherwise known as Sam Pete. Welcome to the podcast. We have a ton to talk to you about tonight. Actually, to talk with each other about. You're, you're there. You're going to be uh, hopefully a part of it if you're listening, if you've been listening. But it's really, 
it's just a conversation between uh, Brian and I and, uh, of course, our friend PJ, who's the third man in on the fight. He gets the, the extra five minutes for fighting uh, because he's a, he's a casual sports fan. Cal and I are nutbags about sports. Hey, PJ's uh, he's a casual guy, the bishop we call him. He's, he's the casual, uh, you know, he's a pop culture guy. He's a casual sports fan. So anyway, it's the three of us. It's a conversation. It's not really, it's no big deal. We got coffee nice, uh, maybe a glass of vino, I don't know, some entomans. Yeah, a piece of cake. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. It's in New York, New Jersey. All right. Okay. It's awesome. And we're going to talk about the Islander season being over. Thank you, Rangers. Good job, everybody. Cal and I froze, froze our cuyones off the other night. Literally, my cuyones are in the upper deck, section 428 of Yankee Stadium. If you go there in April for the first Yankee game, you'll see my cuyones. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mets being flush with a decay. They got the money now. Are they going to spend it? They're not going to spend it. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. I have a, a special surprise for the boys. We're going to play a little game in the RTU fun load tonight called The First Feels Like the First Time. Ooh, what could it be? Flintstone. So, welcome to the program. Let's bring in the co-host. Uh, the yin to my yang. The Kel. wing wong. The what? No. Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino Caliente. Wing to my bong. Yeah, slow it down. Let's bring it down as we bring him in. Where am I exactly bringing you in from? The cold. <laughs> like that, that expression, we've talked about that expression a, a million times and it still cracks me up. Let's bring him in as if you're coming in on like, like Beetlejuice. Like when the guy comes in on the, on the hook and comes across. I'm literally bringing you in, like laundry. I feel like I have to be outside the room until you finish your intro. <laughs> you, just, you just hang out outside the door to your basement. I'm just, yeah, I'm just standing there and then bring him in, and here I come. That's it. Bring, it sounds so Roman. Bring him in. Let's bring in the co-host. And you just, like, are shackled. I'm being dragged in. <laughs> bring, bring me Cal. He amuses me. Hi, buddy. I'm here. How are your cojones? Cojones. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, your gumas gums. I still don't know what that is. Well, that's because you don't have them anymore. Because you, <laughs> you froze them off at Yankee Stadium the other night. Uh, uh, very possible. It was cold. It was cold. Not the coldest on record... For us at a sporting event. No. But cold. Yes. Nonetheless. We happened nonetheless. to we came into tickets at uh, about three o'clock of the free variety. So we decided to go to the stadium series at Yankee Stadium and see the Islanders and the Rangers. The Rangers, of course, with a two uh, one victory. The Rangers beat the Islanders again tonight. Uh, I believe Spoiler was... alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. My it bad. Happened. My bad. People might have been Might have been DVRing. Wow, I really <laughs> No, <laughs> no regard whatsoever. So we we decided this week at work. You know, uh, remember I told you my buddy Lee at work does the great. He did it for us when we were live at uh, Blue Haven, and he was there. He did Bane. He does a great Bane. Sure, I remember that. So you'll just hear Bane coming from his desk. You'll just hear, "Why should we do it that way?" You know, whatever. 
he does it really, really well. And this week, for some reason, we we invented a new um, villain for Gotham City, the Spoiler. <laughs> and all he does, I think it came out of a conversation about Lee inventing a time machine just to go back in time to spoil movies for people. That's great. Like, that's the only thing he does with the time machine. He just goes back in time to spoil things for people. And he's a villain. And he's right. So we decided, I, 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 I proffered that this would be the new villain in Gotham City. The spoiler. How, did, how, how would the spoiler sound? He's, <laughs> Lee is playing him as like a very sort of, um, not British, but it's sort of like a very uptight guy, like, like an uptight nerd kind of, I guess. Is he uptight or is he like, he's not sophisticated then, right? Yeah, I, no, I wouldn't call him sophisticated. I would call him kind of like the pretentious geek. Like, nah. Like, maybe like, he's, he's almost playing him like Conan O'Brien's geek. <laughs> like when Conan O'Brien does, we will win. <laughs> we, will, we will photon phase you. Like when Conan O'Brien does that. Yeah. Yeah, guess what? At the end, they all die. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it came about because of, uh, he said, uh, I want to go back to night. We were talking about child actors. This is, I'm giving you the whole spiel here. We were talking about <laughs> child <laughs> actors and about, um, uh, who was it? Somebody was nominated or wasn't nominated. And we got into the Jodie Foster and the, uh, uh, Tatum O'Neill and what's her name Anna Panquin for the piano like all these kids who won Oscars or were nominated and I said the only one that ever deserved a nomination in my opinion is Haley Joel Osment because he was brilliant I don't care if he was nine he was brilliant and uh, Lee said I, I, I wish I could go back to like 1994 and just be like Bruce Willis is dead <laughs> he's dead too and I was like, really? That's your hope and dream? <laughs> and that's how the... He's going to Spoiler invent a time machine. Right. He's going to invent a time machine just to go back and spoil stuff. For, you know, Darth Vader's his father. Leia's his sister. And he just like jumps back in the time machine. I, it seems so cruel. <laughs> really? Well, that's why Batman must stop him. It's very... Yeah, it's very villainous. That's, and then, of course, we started with a... His name is the Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Liam Neeson's Raja Ghoul. Spoiled it for me, too. (laughs) That's the new villain in Gotham City. I know somebody who should have a take on this, Cal, I feel like. I feel like he's here, too. I feel like we should bring him in. Where is he? Maybe Maybe he's outside his door waiting to be brought in to the chamber. (laughs) <laughs> you don't you don't have to knock. You can just come in. Here's a key. Especially when that music's on. You can just come in. There is. I will always imagine him playing it as he's walking in. He's the third man in. Bishop. Pop culture. Here he is. Let's bring him in. Bring him in. 
Okay, you can come in now. Is anybody going to bring him in? Can someone go get a fish? Not the spoilers that Gotham City needs. It's the spoilers they deserve. When you watch those movies, do you feel like Gary Oldman is playing uh, Commissioner Gordon, like, just just too too low-key, like he's, he's not even there? Until the, until the third one, yes. Spoiler alert! <laughs> what are you doing tonight? <laughs> low-key performance. You are ruining everything! <laughs> low-key spoiler alert. <laughs> Who do you think you are? These people bought popcorn. They expected to see the movie to the end. <laughs> Low-key spoiler alert. Um, I do. I, I agree with that, Peach. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm good. I, uh, I, I, I was struggling really hard with the webcam just now. I'm, I'm very... Uh, wrestling know. with it? Were you wrestling with yeah. it? I got an external webcam, and it's the kind that no matter where you put it, you can't see your own face. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who invented this webcam. There's no way to position it. Ugly man. It actually points at you without falling off the computer. What did it do to the computer? It falls off. It doesn't have a claw on it? No. There's no gripping mechanism at all. I think you're supposed to put it on the desktop and point it right up your nose. I, it's ridiculous. Did someone, sell this? Did someone sell this on Shark Tank? Yes. Yes. Is that where this came from? Man, my daughter loves that show. As well she should. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite are when they come in and they do their pitch. Yeah, but it's so, exactly. But it's so, it's so hokey and predictable. You know, like uh, they come in pitching a cookie business. So what do you say, sharks? Who wants to get into the cookie business? Or it's like, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to chow down with me? That's I know their, you're all looking at pitch. my excellent purse when I walk in here, but look, it's not only a purse, it's a seat cushion. How many times do you go to a fancy restaurant with your bag, and then you sit on a chair, and ouch, my hiney. Well, not anymore. What do you say, sharks? Who wants to get up out of their chairs? Exactly. I only need $800,000. For 1% of my company. What do you say, sharks? Whose ass hurts? <laughs> Who's got a sore ass? I want to see an episode of that where the, the entire episode is just them going, these ideas stink. No, get out. Next. You? No, that stinks. Get out. They keep we throwing need... money at all these people and all of these completely implausible products. It sounds yeah. like we need to like marry Buddy the Cake Boss with with this show. Cake so, boss? Cake boss. So somebody can be yeah, just so, so somebody can be like, That's the worst idea I ever heard. Get out of my sight. <laughs> it has to be just like a ridiculous Italian guy, just that's the most ridiculous idea I ever heard. You're not getting your tank or your shark. Get out of my sight. Out. Oh, they, should, they should take them That's to a special phrase. part of That's the stage case. called, like, the rejection chamber, where that guy's <laughs> waiting for them. 
Get out of my sight. Next. <laughs> Next. That'll be that'll be his catchphrase. You came into right. the Shark Tank and now you chum. Get out of my Nobody sight. Nobody needs a light up iPhone case. Get out. Did you guys have the get out of my sight for anger from the parents? That was a big one for my mom. I feel like I, I said it to my daughter out. tonight. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's a yes then, a big affirmative so that's a, over there. Yes. Oh, that's Get out of my, my sight. Get out of my sight. It's so. Yeah, it's, it's, you're stopping yourself before you say something really bad. That's severe. You're saying, remove yourself from the room. Trust me, I'm saving you by doing this. Right, but it would be so much nicer to say, you should remove yourself from the room, remove yourself oh. from this situation. Like, get out of my sight. To me, the implication was always the actual visual of me is so sickening, (laughs) so infuriating to my mother, almost exclusively. I can't even look at you right now. I can't even look at you anymore. Get out of my sight, because if my sight contains you any longer, I may vomit. I am now, so this angry. Result, were, were you trying to sell your mother on some sort of bad product? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Mom, almost, I need $100,000. <laughs> what do you say, Mom? Who wants to get down and dirty? <laughs> get out of my sight. Get out of my sight. <laughs> That's almost exclusively. Well, we, we've talked about this before. That leads you to the... Uh, when your mother was on the phone and you wanted to do something, so, but you needed an answer immediately. And, of course, I've, I've now discovered with a child that when you are on the phone, you automatically, as you've said before, PJ, become the most important human being in the world. Yeah. Yes, a magnetic field like, starts. Around. Just, uh, Wesley, just if I'm on the phone now, Wesley is all, all of a sudden like, Dad, Dad, let's talk about everything that ever happened in the world, ever, today, now, immediately. We have to talk about everything that ever happened. You need to teach me everything. I love the Mets. And then put the phone I, down I, I, and watch, watch right. them lose interest in you again. <laughs> yes, what, what, Wesley, what, 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 what? Hi. Like it's, where are you going? Right. It's, where, where, are you going? where are you going? Why are you with you? Why, why are you out of the room? But I, when, when my mother was on the phone and we, Scott and I, and my brother and I really wanted something and we needed an answer, toot sweet, we would, we would write the question out on a piece of paper and then put the check boxes, yes or no, <laughs> and, slide it, and slide it across the table as if we were making like our final offer. Like we'd right. slide it slowly across the table. Like, I'm thinking of a number. <laughs> just like, slide it across the table and then my mother would in turn always check no always <laughs> mom we, like the, the question could have been we want to go down to the church and uh, rebuild the pews and uh, stop off at the soup kitchen no no that's, we want to uh, double absolutely. down on the sacraments yes or no right, right. <laughs> the, check, the no check box was always always ticked off Right. Um, so, guys, we uh, we have a, a we have a new sponsor for the show tonight. Is that the surprise? No, that's not. No, I, it, the surprise is in the fun load. Okay, that is surprising though. We have a get new out sponsor. of my sight. 
dot com. Dot com. Backslash Shark Tank. Is that, is that he's sponsoring us? <laughs> what did you just tell him about the sponsor? Why did you have to spoil it? The people of Gotham deserve a sponsor. Why is, wait, why is your Batman sort of like a California surfer dude? <laughs> I don't know. That's don't Kevin know. Costner doing that. Yeah, that right. was Keanu Reeves doing, doing Christian Bale. Doing that. I'm the Batman. I'm a golf man. I'm, I'm a golf <laughs> Pete, you should, tell, you should tell Brian what you're alluding to there. Tell Cal what you're alluding to. It's really great. And well, then I'll, I'll give you some Well, we have, we have two oh, different angles on Kevin Costner. My, my my angle on Kevin Costner is that he only plays the quiet man pushed too far. The only role he will <laughs> ever take. And and Steve came, but when I told Steve that theory, he came back with the uh, the, uh, the the knack of Kevin Costner characters to 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 name to name what they are. And they're always they're always the something man. I'm a, I'm a G man. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a catcher. I'm a baseball man. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a conspiracy man. I'm a, I'm a but, golf man. I'm a golf man. But it's all the it's also all, always the same intonation. Right. A, Kevin Costner's always man. talking like that. and then of course Waterworld. I'm a fishman. <laughs> but it's always the same intonation he says it with. I'm a G man. I'm a baseball man. I'm a golf man. I'm a you know. Everybody knows what you're doing. I'm Kevin Costner. And this is my only acting style. Is there a single ball. movie he's done if, if that where he didn't start as a quiet man who was pushed too far? Yes, Bull Durham. There it is. He, was, he wasn't quiet at all. Right, no, he's not. The character was not in place. Right. How about Robin Hood? No, he's, 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 what was the one we had for Robin Disqualified Hood? Disqualified as unwatchable. Oh, so you can't even bring it into the conversation. Yeah, right. That's it. Get out of my sight, Robin Hood. Everything I do. Hey, hey Robin of Loxley, get out of my sight. <laughs> um, okay, so Great. guys, the new the new sponsor. I was going to do this at the top of the show, but I missed it. Yeah, what happened? I don't know why it was doing a read-on for you. Yeah, we, don't, we, we didn't approve that. <laughs> No, we no, don't know did. what the buttons do yet. Is the problem? <laughs> no one approved that. That was supposed to be <laughs> locked away in the archives. Okay, so uh, you know how Jay Mafali, our good friend uh, at the Wind Up Shop, has been uh, the Wind Up Shop has been sort of sponsoring the last few episodes. Well, we have a new one that's related to Jay Mafali and his great band. You know, you know, he's a musician, Cal. The Yayas. The Yaya's. He has an excellent folk. Uh, it's uh, sometimes a trio, sometimes a duet with his wife, uh, Catherine. Um, they're fantastic. How is it a trio with his wife? It is sometimes that... <laughs> it's none of my business, really. Is it? <laughs> He's very skinny. Say no more. Um, <laughs> a menage a folk. Um, no, so he... You know they they play as the Yaya's and and they they've played uh, at, at a number of festivals. They've been an emerging artist at Kerrville and stuff like that. I mean they've really established a name for themselves as the Yaya's. But he's got a new thing, and I sort of want us to promote them. And he said, well, yeah, sure, sure you can promote them. 
Listen, you, I don't, I don't even know what it is, and I'm in. I, yeah. I'll promote it. <laughs> he was, he was Costner when he, he said it to. He was like, "Sure, promote it." I'm a sure. Man. guitar man. I'm a strum man. I'm a chord I'm a, man. <laughs> I'm a Guthrie man. So uh, I'm a Arlo man. or Woody? I'm a Ramblin' man. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so he has this new uh, venture. Actually, he and uh, Kath and the Yayas have a new venture. It's called Peach. You're gonna love this. They got together and played a show with some other friends of theirs, and they sort of played each other's songs, and then they did a couple of uh, Joni Mitchell songs that they had worked on for a tribute to Blue, called No. It's called the No Fuss and Feathers Road Show. That's what they decided to call it. No Fuss and Feathers Road Show. It's fun oh, to yeah. say. Yeah. So they're playing under this this deal, this No Fuss and Feathers Road Show, and they have some really great gigs coming up. So I wanted to give them a little. Uh, a little goose. Okay, you're all right with that? You took a minute. I got well, very I didn't know, I didn't, right there. What happened? <laughs> I didn't know what you were giving them. <laughs> well, uh, here's the deal. So they are they are sponsoring uh, tonight's show. Tonight's Ready to Load is brought to you by the No Fuss and Feathers Road Show, which is an evening of acoustic music presented in the round. It is with Carolan Solabello. These are big people in the folk world too, by the way. These are big, you know, excellent artists, well known. Uh, Karen Oliver and the Yayas, Catherine Miles and Jay Mafali, share the stage. They play each other's songs. They harmonize. There's percussion, and they generally have a fantastic time. It's really good. I've seen. There's a video. There's actually you can go to YouTube, type "No Fuss and Feathers" in. There's a video. We're going to put the link to the video up that gives you a example of them playing. It's really good, Cal. It's awesome. In fact. We should go see them because they have a very big gig coming up. Very big. When? <laughs> like when? <laughs> I tried to tell you, like when? And when? Um, and when? <laughs> we'll get to that one. And when? RTU flashback. And that's, when? That's my grandmother. That's Irene. Uh, they are going to play WFUV's John Platt. Uh, presents On Your Radar, and they're playing at the Rockwood Music Hall. That's March 11th, 2014, uh, at 7 p.m. That's at 196 Allen Street, New York. See, this is a big deal, too. They're playing this uh, WFUV's On Your Radar show. So they're going to get a little publicity out of that. So anyway, check them out at uh, www.facebook.com backslash no fuss and feathers road show. I told Jay, you need to shorten that. <laughs> Just make it N-F-F-R-S. There no, it is. The that's much shorter. Right there. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> you can go with that. Thank you, thank you, Johnny Acronym. Good job, everybody. Johnny Acronym is the hero that will stop the spoiler. <laughs> that's right. By the way. Does hero stand for something there? <laughs> <laughs> Help everyone read. I don't know. Help everyone remain oblivious. Spoilers. <laughs> That's correct. That's right. Help everyone remain oblivious to spoilers. Johnny acronym. Johnny acronym. On the on the scene. It's J period O period H period <laughs> N period N period. Well, that's y. we got to go to that. I want to go to that. When is that? We got to go to Johnny acronym. <laughs> no, I want to, to the to the no fast no, no it's a no feathers. No, no chains, no leather. The whole thing. <laughs> There's, look, you made it filthy. 
Um, yes, we do have to go to that. It's March 11th, again, 2014, March 11th, 7 p.m. at 196 Allen Street, which is the Rockwood Music Hall. So this stuff will all, all be up on the site. So they are presenting RTU tonight. So thanks to Jay. Uh, also check out the YouTube video. It, and Peej, uh, Cal, you guys, it's really good stuff. It's a great show. It's really entertaining. Um, and uh, the two girls that are singing with uh, – girls, two women – Smack me around if I call them. Yeah. They're not even, they're women. These are women. These are like, (laughs) these are like Joni Mitchell, Carly Simon women. Big, boozy women. What are you getting No, no, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) You went entirely wrong there. Oh, sorry. Like like they're intimidating because they're so good and they're so... These are artists. These are women. They're not little girls. They're not ladies. They're women. They're artists. They're mature. They're, they're mature. Mature. Uh, it is. I don't know what you're getting at, but it sounds great. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ladies sound like there's a, a little... skinny guy surrounded by some tough ladies. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're belted out tunes. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so check that out. Check out No Fuss, no Fuss and Feathers Roadshow. Okay. And thanks for sponsoring us. Yes, thank you guys. Um, we'll scratch each other's backs, all right? Just, just, just Jays, not the women. As again, I don't want to get my ass kicked. All right, get out of my sight. So um, let's, let's, uh, let's move on to the Super Bowl. Peach, let's hang out. You should totally hang out because you've been you've been a part of this. You've been uh, part and parcel. Is I am big part unload? of the Super Bowl. It is time for the big unload. The big unload has to be that the Super Bowl is in two days in New York City. Well, it's in New Jersey, but uh, it's in the New York, New Jersey area. It's a big deal. Are we are we are we not going to talk about the eighty pound gorilla in the room? Or he's he's not very intimidating. <laughs> no, but before we. All right, we'll do it later. What's the idiot? What? I was going to tell you about the blacklist thing. What? <laughs> What's that? What's that? The, remember, I was going to tell you the other night we were on the way to the game, and I was going to tell you the interesting thing about the blacklist. Oh, that program that, that was on that, Monday night. That television program. That's correct. PJ, PJ, did you see it? Spoiler. The black... No. <laughs> No, <laughs> people are allowed to know if you saw it. We're not Spoiler, there's that. no list. It's random. What? Paul Lind was in it? <laughs> no, Paul Lind is the spoiler. Oh, he's the spoiler. I always felt that it should be Paul Lind. Or Jim J. Bullock? <laughs> yes, all of those guys with that oh. voice. Jim J. Bullock. Simultaneously, right? Yes. Oh, um, he's, no, but, he's got a oh. gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete, did, did you see the black? Did you see the blacklist this past Monday night? I saw it, and I was so stunned by what I saw. My wife and I replayed it about six or seven times. The whole show, or just like the first five minutes? Some key moments in the first five minutes which made us so happy and proud. Very proud, because somebody on that show 
in the first five minutes looked very familiar. All right, enough already. That's right. And it wasn't a girl. It wasn't a lady. It wasn't us, PJ. It wasn't us. And Cal. <laughs> it was a good actor friend of ours. Okay, whatever. I thank you. Sure. I was, I was, I was, I was on the blacklist on Monday night. Yes, I was on the blacklist. I made my network television debut as a cop, a uh, New York City cop who gets uh, shot by the spoiler alert. Gets shot by the bad guy of the crowd. Alan Green. Green is people. No. Um. So uh, here's the Cal and I discuss whether we should discuss this. There's a lot of discussion on uh, on the podcast, or whatever. And I said, I said, yeah, but let's let's we can. It's the eighty pound gorilla in the room. Let's not avoid it. Um, but here's the only thing I wanted to tell you guys. Here's the most interesting thing to me that has happened, and that is in this particular scene, um, I. Uh, Tell them to stay where they are. There's a there's a, uh, a homeless woman. Looks like a homeless woman walking up the street, like an emotionally disturbed person. She comes over to me for help. Some guy gets out of a, a pulls up, gets out of a van, says it's his sister. Blah 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 blah. And uh, I am just I don't know what to make of any of this. None of it's in the handbook. So I go back to my squad car to to call it in, get the radio, and uh, the bad guy shoots me uh, in the side and kills me. And a lot of people thought it was a taser, by the way, which was funny. And I'm like, no, no, there'll be no, <laughs> there'll be no rematch. Um, Although, it could be left open to interpretation because we did not see what happened after that to the cops. No, no I, was, right. I was never going to come it. back. <laughs> I could. Spoiler, he's a cyborg. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Um, that's, that's my line in the next Blacklist. Um, so here's... <laughs> Here's what was interesting. I caught a lot of good-natured, some of it, uh, guff about turning my back on these characters in the scene and going to the car to turning my back at all. Wait, can I can I just stop you for one second? Some of the guff you received was not good-natured. Well, that's what I want to get to. Oh, okay. Right. I, from our friends and family, most of it was, or, you know, all of it seemed to be in good, in good spirits and stuff like that. I think people taking a little too much delight in pointing that out, but that's okay. The the truth, the answer to the question is I did that because I was directed to do so. But as I told you the other night, Cal, my father, a 31 year veteran of the New York city police department, um, who would probably be a pretty good tech advisor for anybody, considering he was a cop for 31 years in this city. Not just as a cop. That's correct. He could probably advise a lot of things. He does, and he does openly. Um, had zero problem with it, because he said anybody that thinks you wouldn't turn your back on them is, thinks they're in the movies. He said, if you, turned your, if you were afraid to turn your back on every emotionally disturbed person and or a funky mustache in New York, you'd walk backwards for your entire beat, you know, for your entire shift. And, and then my father had the great line, and you'd never make it through Williamsburg. 
if you were afraid of a guy with, you know, a funky mustache. He said, the only reason people are saying that is because he shot you. They know how it ends. But you don't, you don't, you don't go out on the street that way. It's, I would see five emotionally disturbed, you know, uh, people uh, dressed like that, you know, bums, homeless people, whatever, uh, a, a day. These people understand that the scene gets blocked by a director and, and they tell you, walk from here to here. Do they expect you to moonwalk to the car? <laughs> right. Well, I, my, my father actually said, and, and I don't want to get too deep in this, but my father actually said it would have looked strange. It would have looked stranger to him if I had walked backwards like and kept my eye on them and was super cautious because you don't expect something bad to happen when you're working. But anyway, here's where, here's where one good-natured and something – look, I've been waiting 16, 17 years to have this happen. It was wonderful. It was really cool. It was a great experience. Maybe, you know, hopefully there's some more of that in my future, and maybe I'll do a little bit of that this year. It was, it was great. Um, being that it took 16 years to get here, there's this thing now called blogs and, like, recaps of popular shows. Like there's a recap in the Wall Street Journal of last night's blacklist. Like almost immediately after the show. And then there's... Some places live blogging. Right, and then there's like fan pages and people are like... And the blacklist is, I guess, a pretty hit show. It is. So people are... uh, A hit show? What am I... (laughs) 1950s Hollywood? What is it? We got a hit show on our hands. (laughs) So... For the water cooler crowd, you know. The smash... It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a smash. So, I, perhaps idiotically, decided to see if other people were saying this. Oh, no. On the recap pages. And it turns out they were. Like fans of the show? No, did... like there were people that write recaps. Like the Wall Street Journal has one. Or, oh, or... like critics. Yeah. Oh, so like... So if you were saying the show opens and there's there's a cop who does something, uh, the most tr- the quote unquote most trusting cop in the world was one of them. <laughs> the other that's, one that's that I no, love. That's no comment on the actor, though. No, 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 none, none of this is commenting on my acting peach at all. And 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 uh, you know how I am with acting. I I'm just glad I didn't get fired. That's the that's the honest truth. I'm just happy I didn't get fired. That was my goal. Don't get fired. Now, you and I have risen to the heights we both are at. <laughs> That's correct. By being glad we're not fired. Don't get fired. Just do your job, be professional, don't get fired. If I don't get fired, my acting was passable. So, the other one was the... Uh, they, 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 and then a cop, a firm believer in the honor system, turns his back. Go to the car. <laughs> no, but who are these people, right? Who, where, no, no, where did this appear? I have one of them was on uh, like a fan page, and then the other one was on like a Wall Street Journal blog. So, like this is, I, I watch Mad Men, right? Mad Men, I'm a huge fan. And one of the joys of Mad Men now is to read Alan Siepenwall, who writes for a, a, a hit list, I guess it is, or hit, hit, hit fix. Hit, hit fix. His recaps of Mad Men are astounding like i can't wait for them they're a part of watching every episode mm-hmm. and so i guess the blacklist is building some of those sites too 
But there were comments on the IMDb page and stuff like that on the episode page and stuff. You know, just about what I can't believe that cop turned their back on him. I can't believe he turned his back on them. I can't blah blah blah. But you know, that I, was in the first couple of minutes of the show, and a lot happened after that. How are people commenting like that? I don't know. I'm fine. I'm very. De- I, I'm sorry. I'm getting very defensive because I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I it I, it my whole point in bringing it up was I didn't think of any of that. Like I was just excited it was going to be on and it was a quick turnaround and shooting and my mom could finally say my son's on TV tonight after 16 years. You know, I that's all I. It was nice. That's all I really cared about. You know, my, my with that with that very tasteful billboard on uh, Route 1 in Florida. My you son know my Steven. son the actor? My, my son the actor. My son Stephen. is going to be on television tonight. Um, That's like complaining that every Law & Order episode begins with somebody finding a body. <laughs> right. It's like, but I, I didn't care. I just didn't, none of that occurred to me that that would actually happen. Like, oh, I might be part of like a recap. And it's it, it was just funny to me. It was very that was a very interesting aspect of it. But it was it was it was great, and and people were absolutely lovely. Came out of the woodwork. You know, people I hadn't I, talked to or in a long long time, and congratulated me. And it was really awesome. It was really great. I think you should just own that and make that the line on your resume that you played trusting the dumb cop. cop. <laughs> right, the Not dumb, dumb. cop. He wasn't a dumb cop. He was a trusting cop. Yeah, well... In season two of The Blacklist. Again, like I said, my uh, my dad signed off on it. That's all I really care about. If you'll j- <laughs> now, you'll just need to be careful not to be typecast. Yes. As if a producer is looking for a trusting cop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got just the guy. I'm sorry. This calls for a uh, suspicious cop. And we, oh. saw your, we saw your work on The Blacklist. Just, just not gonna work out. Just, I'm sorry. We can't bring you in for that. And by the um, way, anyway, if you watch the scene, your face in that scene more says, "What is this now?" Yes. Which I thought was great. Like it was almost like this was a joke. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What is? Right. What is this? What is this? Oh, I'm a cop here we in go New York. Again. What is this? My mom warned me that I was going to see people like this. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad it. I'm glad it read that way. And um and and again, I don't want to talk about it too much more. But it was. Uh, Why we still we'll got another hour night. and a half? I know. Awesome. <laughs> Forty-two minutes in, we haven't touched sports. So let's do that. We Please. opened with sports. Kind of. But it's the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You just get. That's it. That's it. Just like I'm that? Good. No. I'm good. I'm clean. Hey. Let's go. Congratulations, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, brother. It was, it was a lot of fun, and, and um, uh, hopefully there'll, there'll be some more of it this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good time. It was a trip. It was a trip. Hey, keep your eye out for the kid. Keep it. Yeah, we'll see. Kid's got to lose a couple LBSs if he wants to keep getting these calls. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, Cal, what hasn't been said about the Super Bowl? Manning, Russell Wilson, the Broncos, the Seahawks. Let's Richard get... Sherman, Richard Carroll. Who, I'm sorry, who's that now? Richard Sherman. I don't know if you've heard. Not familiar with his work. Ooh. How about the heel turn that he did 
So he plays the complete WWE villain after the NFC Championship game. And now the last like 10 days, 12 days, he's been this unbelievable other guy, which apparently is who he is. Well, other, other than when he criticized, criticized Peyton Manning. But I, see, I, but I, I didn't think that was – he called them ducks. He said he throws a lot of ducks. He does. Mm. He do, I, I didn't think that was bad. Well, I don't think that was bad. But let me let me let me just get your your take on the game. Let me get your take on the game right off the bat. Just we we know who it is, we know who's there, we know that the I think the Broncos are a two point favorite. Two, two and a half. Yeah, I'm not two sure. Two and what a half now. really tight. Obviously the Seahawks and the 49ers felt like the two best teams playing each other last week. The Broncos beat the Chargers at home, who were sort of lucky to be there. I think anyway, and then beat a not very great New England team. I I do not know what to make of this game. I really don't. It's best offense versus the best defense. We said a couple weeks ago with Joe Caparoso last week that the Seahawks are built a lot like the Jets in 2010. A lot like the Jets. A great defense, second-year quarterback. Uh, Wilson's obviously uh, a little better than Sanchez, or has shown to be better than Sanchez, but he struggled down the stretch. He had a bad, you know, uh, last five or six games. But Wilson uh, has shown a little bit more. I think that Jet defense was maybe a little better. Um, but regardless, they run the football very, very well. It doesn't look like the weather is going to be a factor, Cal. No, as it turns out, after all of the uh, the angst about it being a blizzard or whatever, it's going to be a nice day, nice yeah. night. It, and in fact, if if it's a certain, I think it's supposed to be like 41 or something like that, maybe like 38 by kickoff, it might not even be the coldest Super Bowl ever. Right. So that's a huge win. <clears throat> Sorry, I went a little, uh, little Batman there. <clears throat> it's a huge win. That's, <laughs> that's a, a huge spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> don't, don't let anyone know. That's a, uh, well, don't say who it's for. Don't say who the win is for. Leave, leave right. that part out. <laughs> leave that out. No, that's a huge win for, for New York and New Jersey and for the NFL, who took a lot of heat for, and, for having yeah, the yeah. here. And for Denver. Exactly. Well, it's, yeah, it's very big for Denver. They, they get the advantage in that because in a, in a bad weather game, Seattle would, that would help neutralize Denver's offense. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, you want to bring uh, Elwood in now to talk about the game? Yeah, let's bring him in. Let's do it. Let's one, bring in our buddy. Two, one, two, three, four. Elwood, 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 Elwood. He's our buddy direct from Indianapolis. He is Elwood joining us, and I'm ready to unload. Hi, Elwood. Oh, hey. I was enjoying your story there, uh... I do photography, and I direct, like, student films, commercials, plays. I do, you know, a lot of local directing. Gave me flashbacks to the time. There was a murder mystery play one time, and they said they wanted to have a play outside the play, and they were going to have, um, like, people be cops outside and have a murder outside, and there was going to be something going on outside as people were entering, and they hired me to direct that. And, boy, it, it... I had flashbacks of that nightmare. Everyone would be like, but there wouldn't be the sirens going. I'm like, it's a good visual. Yeah, okay, but you've got the body outline on the floor with the flowers, but it just happened. I'm like, it's a good visual. 
You know, it was so funny. I had to fight with everyone over logic plots like that. And it's so funny. I have to explain to people, sometimes we go with the good visual. This isn't reality. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I enjoyed your story. It was, it was good stuff. I, I did out my photography. Well, shouldn't this be pointed the other way towards me and not towards the camera? It's a good visual. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nice work there on that, by the way. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I fight it all the time. Thank I, you, I have, to set, Thank you. I have to set many a person, and everyone listening, it's a good visual. It's TV, <laughs> you know? I think, I think we have the name of your new show. It's a good visual. Yes, it's <laughs> a good Visual. Visual. People like, but, I, uh, but, but, <laughs> but, yeah, that was a fun job, though, directing a play outside. It was like yep. 50 below that day and everything. But, yeah, it was interesting. They wanted to play outside the play. I thought, uh, okay, what's your pay? I'll do it. I don't get well, it, I've but been, I'll do it. I've been in, I've been in some, some plays. Elwood. No, some, I, I someday <laughs> someday I we can, we can talk about out some, of the paper bag. Stuff, <laughs> some of the stuff I've done. Yeah, um, I can act my way out of paper, but I'm a good director good producer i can nice. do all that I'm, I'm pretty talented out of it boy lordy i couldn't act to save my life but hey what i <laughs> called about was is the yep. super bowl see a lot now? of peyton manning colts jerseys today here in indy a lot even a few jacob okay. tammies and uh what really cracks me up is how most people here are like hey did you see New York stole our Super Bowl village. They're calling it New York Boulevard. They stole our Super Bowl village idea. Oh, and they stole our zip line idea. But they've got like a slide. So actually, there's more hype here about all the stuff New York copied us doing, you know, kind of like a little pride thing. Yeah, look, New York's copying Indianapolis more than it is about Peyton. So I really think the city's turned the page. I mean, this is Andrew Luxtown, and everybody's like, yeah, well, if Luck, Peyton wins the Super Bowl, Lux still beat him here. So – it's interesting. I really thought there'd be more hype about Peyton being in the Super Bowl, but there really isn't. I think there would be just about as much hype over the guy if he had never played here. You know, a few people are wearing his jerseys and stuff, but I think it's because they already had him. haven't right. exactly seen any Broncos ones or any new Peyton ones. Or, well, I guess there wouldn't be any new ones, Colts. But, um, yeah, I here's the weird part. The Simpsons, five years ago, I don't know if you've seen the pictures or not, had Did Homer watching the Super Bowl with the Seattle and uh, the Broncos. I think that score's pretty close. That's on the well, TV. I, I I think it was like fourteen to seven. I forget what it was. I'll have to look. Seventeen fourteen maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I thought so too because I was predicting twenty twenty three, and that's vaguely close. You know, especially for a prediction made in two thousand five. Yeah. But um, actually sooner than that because the Simpsons take about a year to make each episode. So it's probably two thousand four when they drew that or. Yeah, but um, what do you? Pretty... I would, I would let me let me ask you right off the bat too, as far as um, this game in in specific, and and we know what the matchups are. Obviously, it's been two weeks of hype leading up to it, um, and and you you're somebody who watched uh, Peyton Manning for the first 15 years of his career, so you know him day one, you know, quite quite intimately as a quarterback. Um, I and, and first how do you feel? How do you feel about his matchup against this secondary and against this defense? I think he's going to do well. I know people say this and they say that, but um, he doesn't throw ducks. You know, he's he's a good, talented guy. He is an old-school quarterback, and I think we're wrapped up with the Russell Wilsons of the world and the Kaepernicks and the Lux, and he's not that. He's old-school. And I think he's going to do just fine. And everybody's the secondary this. The sec- I, this is Peyton Manning. 
and when he decides to win something, he's going to win it. And oh, I does, think all does he put too, does he put too much pressure on himself though? Sometimes, or because there's a I lot of pressure so. on him in this game. Yeah, I think so, and that could hurt because there was a lot of pressure to come into Indy and win against Luck. You know, don't let this not those kids show you up, and he went down like a house of cards. But then again, Clone's 20 years younger. But um, I don't think Wilson's quite the same caliber as uh, Peyton Manning. So I, um, yeah, I do. No, think but I mean, Wilson so Wilson will have less. Wilson also has less to do. I mean, he has a better running game, and he's not oh, going to. Yeah. Yeah. If if but, Russell Wilson makes three plays. He can make two or three big plays uh, downfield or whatever. He can win the game. I feel that – I think you're, you're spot on. I don't think anything about that secondary and or – you know, there's nothing that you can do to Peyton Manning at this point that he hasn't seen. There's Ooh. just there's, – there's literally nothing that you can sort of concoct. I mean, Rex Ryan – Well, you can hit him. That's it. I mean that's it. That's you the only thing. Him and hit him. Right. The only thing you can do to him to throw him off is to get to him, and that's it. You know, because as far as schematically, but, you're not going to out scheme Peyton Manning. You're not. Well, and and I know what teams get to Peyton, like the Chargers and all the. And, and you know what? Seattle isn't one of those teams that historically get to Peyton. You know, it's it's not going to happen. And. Uh, and I think Peyton has uh, some serious weapons around him, even weapons he never had with the Colts. And in some ways, I think going to Denver is good for the guy. I think they coddled him too much here in Indianapolis, let him keep people that he maybe should have got rid of or kept people who should have been let go. And I think sometimes they kind of just sat back and said, now how are we going to – there was a joke here in Indianapolis. When you go to a game at Lucas Oil, they'd say, is the roof going to be open? And they said, I don't know, they haven't asked Peyton yet. And I don't think that's half true. And I oh, think Denver said, that, might be, that might be 90% true. Forget about half true. Oh, you know what? Peyton always liked it closed when it was cold, and when he played luck, it was open. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that he has some serious weapons around him, and I think there are people he might not have picked but actually are good for him. And I think in some ways he's a little bit more deadly in Denver than he ever was in Indianapolis. I mean, it's just a whole other ball of wax. And, and I know – He's getting more out. The, the outdoor Super Bowl, I think, would have hurt him more if he was in Indianapolis, where he was used to playing in the dome. It's he's open up there in Denver, you know, and they That's get some point. nasty weather up there. I mean, yeah, not as they, bad as sea level, but but the the only thing that or or the only thing weather wise that I was going to find interesting or going to find interesting, I do find interesting, and I'm interested to see how the quarterbacks deal with it. Um, is the wind? I mean, having gone to the Meadowlands for 19 years and then uh, gone to MetLife a number of times, um, and, and the wind at MetLife isn't as bad, but the wind in that stadium is really tough. It's really tough. And I'm really interested to see how that plays out for, for, for Peyton Manning because he doesn't have a lot of zip on the fastball anymore. He doesn't really need it. He's such a surgeon when it comes to – you know, finding open receivers or finding, uh, you know, finding the, the seam to throw the ball to the tight end or to, you know, putting enough soft on it or whatever. But the wind is, to me, is the biggest weather factor of all because the wind swirls in that stadium. It absolutely, it absolutely swirls in that stadium. And Russell Wilson probably has a stronger arm. I mean, no doubt has a stronger arm. He's going to be asked to do less, though, and I think that. I think this is a close game, guys. I really do. I don't. I know I'm not way oh, out God, on. I got twenty twenty three on my prediction. That's how close yeah. I think it is. 
and hey, I think Peyton it's Manning. I think it's close late too. Oh yeah, and I don't think Peyton Manning's the world's most athletic super um, athletic you know athlete. He's not you know. But then again, I don't think Wilson is particularly athletic. You don't hear people say, you know, he's particularly athletic. or You know, that's one thing that took me a while to get used to with Luck is this guy's athletic. This dude's fast. This dude's strong. This dude's I maneuverable. Think, you know, I with think Peyton, Wilson's, I was just... Uh, I think Wilson's an excellent athlete. Bad. I mean, he, he, was a big, he was a big-time baseball prospect as well. Don't forget, he was drafted to play baseball. He turned that down to go to, to play football. But I think he's a real strong suit, do you? I think he's miscast, Elwood. I think everybody wants to put him in that RG3 um, Kaepernick mold, and he's not. He's more of a no, pocket passer definitely. who looks who only looks to run when the play breaks down. I don't think he's not. They're not running the read option there. I mean, they may run it occasionally or whatever, but he's not looking to run first by any means. I, yeah. I feel like he's the quarterback that Geno Smith should be. Yeah, or you hope Geno Smith turns into. That's right, right. Well, or what? Yeah. I wish Luck could be a more, little more like him because I think Luck runs the ball way too much. I mean, the joke here is, Andrew Luck, we need a running game, just not from you. Right. He needs to learn. He's got to learn the Tom Brady thing. He's got to learn the Tom Brady slide up in the pocket, feel the pressure coming from the outside. You always beat Tom Brady by getting to him up the middle, right? Because Brady right. is, is well, excellent at that little slide step in the pocket to step up because he feels he has that innate ability to feel the pressure coming from the outside. I think Luck will develop that more and more. I think he is a little too fast to pull the ball down and, and try to take off. But he'll, I mean, look, that kid's exceptional. He'll get there. He's, okay. he's, hey, he's I made a bucket list of things Luck needs to do to totally win over Indianapolis as kind of a joke. And within two years, he's done everything on this huge bucket list, but one thing, beat Tom Brady. You know, but, I mean, yeah. beat Peyton in his own house, win a game when you're down by 20, blah, blah. I made this list. That he's done every one of them. I'm like, want a playoff game. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, want a so, playoff game. I, I win a playoff game at the same level Peyton did, which he did last year. I mean, go at the next step the next year, which he did. I mean, the kids just progress. Like last year, people said, are you upset about Andrew losing Peyton? I'm like, why? Peyton went in the playoffs, lost to the Ravens, done. And true luck went into the playoffs, lost it. I mean, why? This is the first year where they haven't about tied on what they've done. Yeah. No, it's it's he's the future is bright there. Here's what I want to do, Elwood. Yeah, we only have a couple minutes left because oh, I because no no not at all. Uh, just Cal and I have uh, one other thing that we have to get to and we have to run early tonight. But here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Okay, Sunday. Set the scene for me. What does uh-huh. the Super Bowl look like for Elwood? What are your plans? What are your dreams? What oh, I'm like? having a party. I've went you, out. You're, you are it. having a party. You're oh, yeah. I live one. on the canal downtown. So um, I broke out all my old uh, Peyton Manning stuff. Anything I've got that I've collected over the years of the man, I've got it out. That's going to be my spread. How many um, people? Oh, about 30, because I'm on the canal near Lucas wow. Oil. So I'm kind of near the hub. But 30 is about all I can hold in my canal apartment. But um, and I got all my old Peyton stuff out, and I've got some. I've got a few things left from my Super Bowl party when it was in Indianapolis, and I've got a couple things left over from uh, when the Colts were in the Super Bowl both times. I'm gonna get that out, and I'm gonna have some people over. I'm gonna make uh, tenderloins and um, you know, and a few Indiana things. And um, oh, and for well, my no, drink. no, 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 wait! You can't just you can't just skip over a few Indiana things. Please educate well, us. What? Please ed- like, educate well, us like, Northerners. Well, we're going to have some rhubarb pie, 
and we're going to have tenderloins and French fries and Coney dogs and, you know, just some Coney Coney dogs. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to need... We're going to need the Coney dogs back. Coney dog? We're going to need to reclaim those. No, the way we make them in Indiana is totally different than the way you make them. So, uh, but it's Coney Island. Where do you think Coney right. dog came from? You guys from? have Wait, the real, how do you like, make a them, thin coating on them. You know, I've had them. <laughs> coating of what? The hot dog. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, getting a little low cultural slip here. You call that hot dog with the brown stuff on top of a Coney dog, don't you? We yeah, we, I, we don't sorry. we don't really call them coney dogs. We let you guys call them coney dogs. We we no. call them Nathan's hot dogs. Nathan's hot dogs, right? I'm saying what I'm saying. What what I'm trying to say that you would call it is a corn dog. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 With the, Got it. We have a real thick, thick, thick outer coating on the hot dog on the stick, and it's a coney dog. But totally oh, sorry, okay. I should. No. See a coney a, a coney dog here. Would be right. a hot dog with like chili or, or a hot dog with like you know Nobody sauerkraut and mustard. Those. And, yeah, here right. I got you. I got oh, okay. You're talking about a corn. Oh, dog. hey, you were talking about Nathan's. It was so funny. St. Elmo's had a shrimp eating contest, and they were going to compete with Nathan's. And I thought, okay, St. Elmo's, you compete with Nathan's hot dog. And you know what? Joey Chestnut was there, and all the news cameras were there, and it was a huge blowout. And I thought, well, St. Elmo's, you showed me. <laughs> you did something as big as Nathan's. So yeah, how many, sure, how many shrimp did he eat? Uh, uh, quite a few. I don't, I don't know the exact number. I'm sure it's online and stuff. But yeah, sometimes uh-huh. Google St. Elmo shrimp eating uh, cocktail eating contest. Joey Chestnut, whole nine yards. It was pretty sweet. But wow. anyway, finish up my story here. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but, oh, and also I needed to come up with a really cool drink because I always come up with different Super Bowl drinks. Right. And what I did was there's this drink where you float Jolly Ranchers in vodka all night and mm-hmm. then yep. pour it in a glass. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to soak the Jolly Ranchers all night in my vodka and then pour it into another pitcher and then don't put the Jolly Ranchers in the vodka. And then I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw about 15 Skittles in a glass and pour it over it and stir it up uh, and call it a Russell Wilson Skittles. Nice. So that's going to be my Super Bowl drink because I've been racking my brain what to do. So I'm just going to adapt my Jolly Ranchers to the Skittles. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, what the, so what time uh, are we coming? High time you want. <laughs> you can find me. I'm right on the canal, the USS Indianapolis Monument. It's right catty corner from my balcony. So. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Elwood, enjoy the game. And, uh, and seriously, thanks for checking in. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you around uh, draft time for sure. Like oh, when yeah, we're getting ready wait. for our, no, our draft forget. show. The combine is here, Mindy. So, yeah. I know. Right. Oh, I know. People wow. That is every year that turns into a bigger and bigger spectacle, and they let more and more people in. And when that know, first started here, it was just a few media people, and that was yeah. it. And now they let like fifty people in, then twenty. I think last year they let three hundred more people in and more people. Oh, wow! Yeah, I look for the combine to become some huge event here eventually. It, it's, That's it's awesome. It's been fun watching that grow from just something the news people did. To, Ooh, this is an event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it okay, is. Okay, guys. It's a huge event. Good talking, right. guys. And be sure Enjoy. to tell all those Super Bowl people we want it back here in 2018. So Absolutely. Enjoy the Super Minnesota, Bowl, buddy. Thanks, Owen. no place for a Super Bowl. And New Orleans, <laughs> Amen. they can't keep the electricity on. So bring it back. <laughs> we'll talk to you, pal. Thanks. Uh, good job by Owen. One, two, three, four. Yep. Owen, 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 Owen. 
he's uh, he's he's fired up. He's fired up for the game. He's fun to talk to. I think he I think we did a nice job there. He gives a good angle on the Peyton Manning thing because he watched he really him for, for his whole career. Yep. He really does. Let's uh let's talk a little bit more about this game, Cal, and then there's there's two other things to get to and then um that I wanted to talk to you about. And then of course there's uh this fun load that I have in store for you gentlemen. That you guys are you're gonna lose it. It's really fantastic. I, I've been waiting all week. I, I came up with this on Monday. I can't wait. I didn't come up with it. I saw it somewhere, and I decided this would be great. I made the decisions. I made the call. Get out of my sight. All right? You know who the, who, um, the spoiler sidekick is? Who's that? The teaser. And that's what you've just done. <laughs> they work very well together. They really do. Right? They the, do. The teaser comes in gets you all interested and then the spoiler comes and knocks you down <laughs> they play good cop bad cop <laughs> trusting cop <laughs> there was another great one that Lee had done. what was it uh, it was uh, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's head's in the box her head's <laughs> in the box that's what's in the box you guys <laughs> he jumps to this back in his time machine he's a little guy right He's a total little guy. Right. He's a total like a junior man. <laughs> With round glasses. We need uh, Johnny Acronym. I think that's a good name for a bar. You said that before. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to Johnny Acronym. That place is great. Um, a, couple, a couple more things on the game, Cal. On the actual game itself. The idea that... I... The idea that there's that that a running game for Seattle that Seattle is would you would you characterize Seattle as a running team? You think you'd have to? Right. If, if I I don't. It's hard to categorize them at all. But if you were going to put them in a in a in a box, the running would be I would think. Okay, and the reason I ask is, haven't we been told over and over again? Like even when the Jets were making, I know I have to go back to the Jets, but even when the Jets were making their run in '09 and '10, that you, you, those teams don't win anymore. Like right. I almost it's not know, 21st to, century football. Right, I'm going to relate it back to the Jets because that's what we do. I feel like Seattle being there and them winning potentially is bad for the Jets. Why? Because I think Rex Ryan will see it and be like, see, I don't have to change my prehistoric Neolithic. Neo meaning new. Lithic meaning lithic. Um, I don't have to change my offensive philosophy. I can continue to run the ball and play great defense. That can still win a championship. You see, you see, you see. And I don't... I think you have to have the ability to throw the ball somewhat... Well, I think Seattle is not a ground and pound team. They run okay. the ball. They're a run, they would, if you had to categorize them, you, would, you wouldn't categorize them as a passing team. So what, if def- they, what if they win this game? I'm sorry. What if they win this game like 16-10 and, and Marshawn Lynch has like 165 yards rushing? And Russell Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson's like 
12 of 18 for 175 and a touchdown. Right. Or or the touchdown comes on defense and they kick three field goals. <laughs> right. I think this is bad for Rex yeah. and bad for Jet fans everywhere. Well, I, you know, I don't think you have to worry about it because I don't think Seattle's going to win the game. Sorry, was I, I was about to do a spit take. Was I not? Did, was, did I jump the gun there? You, no, that's where I was going next. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, how much can you and I break down the game? Break down Seattle and Denver? Yeah. I, it's, I, people that are more better at it than we are are doing that. All right. From, from a purely amateuristic standpoint. Am, I don't think that's a word. Amateuristic? I don't think so. I'm, a, I'm an amateuristic linguist then. <laughs> because I'm not using the right words. Go on. Okay, from, you know, in my humble opinion, I think Denver, Seattle's defense is great, but I don't think they have enough to keep up with Denver's offense. There's just too many weapons. You know, you're going to put Sherman on Demarius Thomas, probably, right? Yes. No, he doesn't do that, Cal. He's not Revis. He plays half the field. Okay. He lines up on the left side. Whoever split out wide to the left or, or the right, he will be lined up on outside. All right, so whoever, whoever they put out, you're going to put one guy out there. You're going to put one of Denver's receivers on that side. Yes. Right? Okay, that leaves on the other side Decker. It leaves Welker in the slot. It leaves Julian Thomas, Julius Thomas as the tight end. It just And then... They can run the ball, too. There's just a lot of different weapons, and they have Peyton Manning. I don't think Seattle has seen anything like this yet this year. For as great as they've been, I don't know if, if they've had to deal with something like this yet. Throw in, throw in the fact that it's a huge game, and the eyes of the world are on them. They haven't had that yet either, really where the focus, of, the focus of everybody is now on Seattle. They've right. never been there before. They've got, what, two guys on the roster that have even been to a Super Bowl? I think it's two guys. I don't know who those two guys are, but I think it's just two guys. <laughs> it's my understanding there's two guys. Don't ask me who they are. I don't know who they are, but I think I heard only two guys. So Denver's much more experienced. They're a much more veteran team than Seattle. They've got more weapons. I think it's going to be close. I think it has the potential. Denver has the potential to jump out early, and it will be close after that. Like, Seattle won't be able to get back in the game. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game, and close late enough. Not eight, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. It'll probably be within a score. But if uh, I – just spitball in here. Denver – 24, Seattle, 20. Okay. Let me ask you about the Fox factor, about, you know, John Fox having been there before, having been to a number of Super Bowls, including one as a head coach, as opposed to Pete Carroll, who, who said, wow, it's almost like a bowl game. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey Pete. Um, yeah, it's a little bigger than that. Um, it's a bowl game, all right, but... Is there, is there a huge advantage for John Fox having coached in this game before? Yeah. 
there's, there's got to be, right? I think so. I, 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 think also, that's, I think that's largely under-discussed, by the way. Well, I think that's, I, I just think that's a factor I haven't heard a lot of talk of. And always, Pete, Pete Carroll did not coach a good game in the NFC Championship game. He did. No, no. I always feel like when, when Peyton Manning is your quarterback, you don't really hear too much about the coach. Right. You know? But you're right. It's very underrated. And I, I think if you're going to go tail of the tape here, we all love that. John, <laughs> John, John Fox has a distinct advantage over Pete Carroll. Okay. In this game. Maybe not as a coach overall. Right. But in, in this game, I think he's got a definite advantage. Yeah. I, I, you don't hear a lot about the idea. This is why it would be so interesting, well, among many reasons, for the Jets to get to the Super Bowl with Rex Ryan as their coach. Only because he is a defensive sort of genius and mastermind. We've seen it with Belichick a number of times, um, with all the times they've been to the Super Bowl. You don't hear a lot because of the amount of media and coverage I'm not hearing a ton about game planning, like giving John Fox two weeks to game plan for Seattle or giving Pete Carroll, you know, two weeks to game plan for Peyton Manning. Do you typically hear that, though, for the Super Bowl? I don't think you do enough. That's, right? that's my thing. Well, you did. You always do with Belichick. Well, right. Right. Because he's Belichick. Right. They have, I mean, to, they have to sell the genius angle with him. Well, and it's deserved. I mean... You know, it's it's not like Eli Manning lit them up for fifty points. Right. It's I a mean, little it's a little overblown. It's deserved. I think it's I, I, I think it's overblown overall. How about how about it's deserved but it kinda took on a life of its own? It definitely has, yes. Granted right. ding 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 <laughs> Allowed. No, I, I, I think and then of course you know, when he doesn't have two weeks to plan, or when he has two weeks to plan without video footage of the other team practicing, also seems to affect his game plan. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. But uh, you you don't hear a lot about that, and why don't you? Why is that not a factor? They have two weeks to prepare for the other team to look at film. I mean, now, now we know a little bit more in this day and age about how much these coaches prepare, what they watch, how much film they watch, everything's on tape. And you're getting an extra week to devise a game plan specific to your opponent. You have tons of tape. You have extra tape because they've played playoff games. It should be a factor. Like, I want to see what, or I want to see if Pete Carroll has a game plan to stop Peyton Manning. In this particular game, on this particular day, what do you got on turf in the, you know, in 35 degree weather? You know, what do you have? Like, give me, here's what I, here's the, 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 the example I'll give Cal is Sean Payton at outside kick. And Pereira told the story. Am I saying that right? Mike Pereira? Mike Pereira told the story that the week leading up to that game, Sean Payton told the referees, told the crew, he gave them a heads up, I might do this to start the second half. And it was to say, I might try the onside kick. If I try it, we're going to, we're you know, uh, I don't know if it was like line up properly or something, but he, 
I mean, like, that, like no. be in position for correct, me. correct. Because you don't, I don't want you to blow this call. That's right. Which is crazy when you think about a coach telling the officials that earlier in the week. Right. He he told them that a week before the game. Right. That was part of his game plan. What is something that Pete Carroll can do differently to Peyton Manning? Do you make Richard Sherman shadow Demarius Thomas? Does that does that throw him off? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can ask your personnel to do something completely different than you've done for six months. I'm just wondering if no. And Billick said that too this week. Brian Billick said, you know, do you change up? You know, the question was, do you change up? Do you try to, you know? And he said, no. You basically stick with what got you here and stuff like that. But I'm, I agree with that. Yes, but to to an extent. But don't you aren't you game plan specific? Well, you are. Opponent, you're playing. Sure, you are. But so come I, with a wrinkle. I'm asking for a wrinkle. I, I, I'll, I'll accept the wrinkle. Look, you got a wrinkle. Plan. You got a wrinkle to be Peyton Manning. You have yeah, to wrinkle so, at this point. I know, but you, but you can't, you can't go dramatic change. I'm than, not saying, you know, put the kicker out there as a no, safety. I, I know, look. That'd be awesome, by the way. Can we just? Can that happen? <laughs> what, put, put the kicker in the in the secondary. <laughs> in the secondary. Just like a down. Like what does he do? Pete Carroll's drunk. <laughs> Go his home, helmet, Pete Carroll. His helmet is backwards. <laughs> yeah. He's just running around in circles. Yeah. No, I'm just saying something subtle. Yeah, you have to. Show you him a to. different look early. You have to, because Peyton Manning probably has every look Seattle has given all year. For the last three years. Forget about all year. Right. Memorized. Like, if you gave him a sketch pad, he could, he could write it, he could draw it out. <laughs> Shortly after doing a wonderful caricature. Of Pete Carroll. Right. Because he's a... Big head little body. Right. Like a bar mitzvah caricature. <laughs> he, would, he would then draw out every play that Seattle's defense can run. In caricature form. Yeah. yeah. My last thing on this. When the Jets beat the Patriots... <laughs> to the Jets! <laughs> you like how I did that? When the Jets beat the Patriots in 2010 at, at, at Foxborough... What won them the that game? Yeah, the playoff game. What won them that game? I mean, Mark Sanchez played extraordinarily well, you know. The, but the defensive game plan won them that game. Right. They threw looks at Brady that he had never seen. Right. They they laid off in coverage. They only rushed three guys. They bracketed receivers. They, you know, they they hit guys over there. I'm just saying. Why don't you hear more about it being game plan specific? Because you need to know which real housewife of Atlanta Pete Carroll likes the best. That's what you hear this week. You don't hear about his game planning. You hear about nonsense. How have you found the New York, New Jersey Super Bowl, Cal? It's been all right. I haven't seen any difference. I'm, now, you, you are closer to the action than I am. On a daily basis, what have you seen in the city, in Manhattan? Nothing. I work on the east side. It is completely unaffected. Okay. <laughs> I am. I am. I was thinking of taking Wes tomorrow. Just taking Wes to the to the Super Bowl the to uh, Super Bowl Boulevard. Oh, you are. I was thinking of taking him. Interesting. Just to just to check it out, you know, if it's too crowded or if it's crazy pants or whatever. Uh, we can leave, you know, or we can just walk. I mean, it's such an easy train ride for me. 
Right. And we could just walk up Fifth Avenue and go do something else. But I was thinking of checking it out tomorrow. And I've heard good things. Now, I, I've heard it was wall-to-wall people today. But it doesn't feel to me like it's in New York, New Jersey. Does it feel like it to you? Well, uh, what about PJ? PJ's, in, PJ's kind of in the mix a little bit too, right? Well, he's, well he's been working on it. So he's, so I've, he's in I've the mix. I've been to the Bud Light Hotel. Have you been there yet? No, but uh, Simmons is doing his uh, podcast from there today, I think. Yeah, it's very it's very hard to get uh, to get over there. I I only happened to be over there because I parked nearby, and I passed it, and I said, "Wait a minute, look at this circus over here!" <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Were you looking at the jet? Did you go to the butt fumble exhibit? There are cops everywhere. Everywhere. And, and, and I would hope right so. across the street from the Intrepid, there's this giant tent. And it literally says the Bud Light Hotel. Yeah. Which I just think is so funny. Because it's a tent? Because it's a tent. And it's Bud Light. And who would ever stay at the Bud Light Hotel? In a tent. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, I, 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 uh, you've been in that neck of the woods, though, Peach. I haven't. I haven't ventured over to the west side. I have no uh, occasion to. Um, you know what's what's the skinny there? Is it is it is it crazy what? on Super Bowl Boulevard? And it's no, no. Well, people are taking it in stride. It's not. It's not. You know, people crowd. Um, New York. It's New Yorkers, right? They're, they're over it before it, before it started. But you know, security's heavy. Um, and you know, it, and there's a lot of TV crews that that um, really don't want you to bother them, and and they've got a lot of stuff to do. And you know, you're standing on my cable, sir. Um, you know, there's a lot of that. Right. And did I tell did I tell you that uh, I, I thought I sent you the picture um, that uh, I had a game ball? Yes, I did see yeah. the picture. Yeah. Oh, you got okay, okay. That really. Did you get uh, to keep that? No, 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 that was taken away very quickly. <laughs> Negatory. Did they know no, you were but, uh, taking the picture, or? It, yeah, no, it 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 made its way around the fifth floor. Oh, that's cool. Someone, uh, some some massive producer, was allowed to uh, bring it around. So we have an official Super Bowl game ball and an official Denver Broncos uh, foam finger, um, with no oh, corresponding. Good. Seahawks foam finger. Could think it was official. It, 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 I mean, you can get you can get a knockoff. It's this a mink man. Beautiful. It, it was molded. Oh, it was yeah. molded. It, it had like it almost had fingerprints. Right. And it was a real. <laughs> did you get Did you get it sized? <laughs> it was actually it's a foam finger. That's that's a I'm a, a seven and a half actually. That's right. Um, these are custom fit to my hands. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, because, because when you're saying you're number one, you, That's right. you really want to do it in style. Mm-hmm. Um, how did the Super Bowl commercials come out? Uh, it, it was a great show. It was on Wednesday. It was on Wednesday? It was on Wednesday on uh, CBS and... Uh, was uh, second in ratings of the night, losing nice. out only to American Idol, which we expected. Which 
I think is I think is is no shame there. Yeah, no, it was fine. Excellent. Great show, Boomer was great. Was he Canadian? Because that's what you sound like. Look, as long as they keep showing my favorite commercial, I'm happy to work on that show. What's your favorite commercial? The talking stain on the shirt. All right. That would be. The guys at the job interview and the guy who's interviewing can't hear what the guy's saying because he just all he can do is stare at the stain. I love it. <laughs> I will, what will you do for the Super Bowl, PJ? What will you be eating? This is like the Oscar question of who are you wearing. Right. What, do you, what will you be eating for the Super Bowl? It's important. Well, of course it's well important. my awesome wife just recently uh, uh, – got the bug for making homemade pizzas. What? So, like, yeah. Like, like serious homemade pizzas, though. Serious ones. Not like, As opposed you know, to the comedic ones? Not like English muffin pizzas with sauce and some sprinkled cheese. Which are hilarious. I mean, yes, they are. I mean, serious pizza with a pizza stone and, a, and, and, a, and a thing. You slide it in and out of the oven and you this throw is the dough remains, up in the air. And... Remains of the day pizza here. This is... Yes, yes. This is yes. goodwill hunting, not Mork and Mindy. That's, that's correct. I, I think if I was a betting man, I would say we're going to have a little bit of a, of a pizza party on Sunday. Pizza party. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I love everything about that. Yeah. Now, is it just is it just you guys? Are you having people over, or where's my invite? That sort of thing. Right. No, I I don't host Super Bowl parties because I do really annoying things that drive other people crazy, like change the channel and check Puppy Bowl, and our know, good hosted by our good friend Dan Shackner. Our very good friend Dan Shackner. And a former RTU guest, Dan Shackner, mm-hmm. hosting, I think it's his third or his fourth Puppy Bowl. He's the referee. I think it's his third. His third. I think it's his third go-round as referee for the Puppy Bowl. Dan is uh, an old friend of ours. He was on the program. Uh, By the way, to... what a great way to get women. Just mention oh, it's, the Puppy it's, Bowl. It's unbelievable. It is the <laughs> ultimate girl pull magnet move. Just say in the bar. You know, my friend is the host of the Puppy Ball. Aww. Forget about my friend. What is Dan Shackner doing? I mean, it's just... Mm -hmm. uh, Please. That's that's the ultimate. You don't have to have game ever again. (laughs) I'm the referee in the Puppy Ball. I can get you Puppy Ball tickets, ladies. Um, I don't know why you're trying to get on blacklist. You You should be going after Puppy Ball, man. He, dude, he's great at it. It's a it's a tremendous gig. He's he was on like a Morning America the other day with it and stuff. It's such a great gig. Good for Dan. It's a show and, about puppies. That's right. I mean, how is this only happening recently? <laughs> no, this is like should this, should this sort of have been on TV all the time? Hey, let's make <laughs> shows about puppies. I want to be in the puppy boiler. Business. They're cute. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert! They're He's wearing an ascot. Oh, here comes the teaser. <laughs> You'll never believe who wins. <laughs> and back in the time machine, right back in the time machine, right back home. Ruined it. <laughs> Ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Guys are so safe. Kevin Spacey. Back in the time machine. Back in the time machine. Um, 
Okay, so we could uh, let me. No, get no, your... no. Wait, wait. Before we go on, what about you? You, you have, you know, you're asking us. What I'm, we're doing I'm, I'm not watching. Game. Game. You're not going to watch the game. No. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Seriously, get out, get out of my face. <laughs> get no. out of my sight. Oh, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I had. Maybe that's what you got. Get out of my face. Which, out of my face. Really? Were you playing pickup basketball or? Right. <laughs> what is... Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Get into my car. Yes. Thank you, Billy Ocean. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. There's nothing creepy about that, is there? No. <laughs> like if he just went up to the girl and was like, "Here's the thing." You're in my dreams. That's the first part. <laughs> he just pulls up in, his, in like a Cadillac. Or it was like a fake shell of a neon car in the video, <laughs> if you remember. It was like he had his, his arm out the window and he was holding it. And just walking I in. I always like that guy. Get out of my dreams. Get into my cardboard neon car. I assure you, nothing bad will happen to you. <laughs> Is that the next slide? <laughs> and I'm going to sing that. I'm not just asking you, I'm going I'm to sing it to you. Get, get out of my dreams. Get into this... That was the original lyric. <laughs> You're like, Billy, that doesn't, that doesn't read well at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna play Mr. Producer here, Billy, and I'm gonna say <laughs> make a couple of changes. <laughs> run this by you. Three three producers fired over artistic <laughs> difference. And don't start with the word "hey." <laughs> let's use that. And you you really, if you're gonna keep "hey," I would not say that angrily. You what really? other podcast brings up Billy Ocean this frequently? Uh, you're really seeing it. And breaks it down. You really... <laughs> hey. the Billy Ocean breakdown. Hey. <laughs> get out of the dream. And get the car. <laughs> get out of my sight. Get in the back seat, baby. <laughs> Is that how it started out? It started like he actually had somebody like that Get out of my dreams. Get into this car. Now. <laughs> That's the menacing remix. That'd be a song. I think Eminem <laughs> did that song. Caribbean Queen. Um, now she's sharing, but nobody knows the words for that song. Um, I never I, knew it was Caribbean Queen. What did you think it was? Now that we're free. What? For the, long, for the longest time. I mean, now I, that I, we're free, no, the you are an amateuristic free. linguist. Now we're sharing the same dream. I thought that's what it was. Dreams are a very big uh, theme, apparently, for Billy Ocean. Well, He's maybe she broke free from his car. <laughs> and she's going back to the dream. It's all a circle. Get out of the dream. Get into the car. Now that you're free, get back in the car. Get back in the dream. And she's in tattered clothes, like on the side of the road. Now we're shitting <laughs> this dream. She's trying to get away. 
Oh, God. Now she's sharing the dream about being in the car. Look, I told you to get out of my dream. No more love on the run. That we were sharing. On the run. We were sharing the dream. I want you out of the dream and into the car. In the backseat. Look, this is all a big distraction from the fact that Steve's got no Super Bowl plans. That's correct. He has no Super Bowl. You're going to watch the game. Uh, Yes. You're no, gonna I, watch I, I think I, I think I'm going uh, to my brother's, um, and I'll probably watch the first half there, and then I'll probably listen to the second half on the radio on the way home. Um, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a food stop. I'm not sure what Scott's gonna cook up, but uh, good job over there. Good job. Nice. Yeah, they do it. They do a nice. Uh, they do a solid. So be, I'm looking forward to it. Look, it's changed. Over the years, you know, we we talk about we talked about the years of of the Super Bowl parties in the past. They're kind of a thing of of a bygone era at this point. Now that we have families, right? I think I'll go back to it though. I was thinking about this the other day that when the kids are grown up, like know, adult like adult kids or no, like like Wesley's like like my kids' age. No, later. I'm saying like 15, 13. Okay. Right? So I got 15, 13 there. I think we have like a big blowout party. I think we can, yeah, we can go back. Right. Your kids, your kids will be 27. Be good. Well, yeah. My kids, we'll be at my kid's house. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> We're throwing it at Julius. No, but you're <laughs> right. Because like I, like I think about my parents, they go, they go to a Super Bowl party every year. Yeah. Like I, I, I then it becomes like an adult uh, Super Bowl party thing. I'm looking forward to that. That's what <laughs> mark it on your calendar. A couple years from now. Let's start. Let's start planning a menu now. We should start plotting a menu. It might take that long. Is it? Does it have to be plotting? Should we like? Is it clandestine? Are we getting together on an architecture board, like an engineer's <laughs> graph paper? That's how we plot it out. I'm always, I'm always reminded of the montage scene from my favorite Seinfeld. With um, when they try to pull off the menage a trois, <laughs> and and they do the montage where they're going back and forth and like exchanging ideas or whatever, and uh, you know like George is so animate like it can work you know, and then they get to the end end of the montage and he's you know go home get some sleep we'll work on it tomorrow, <laughs> and then he comes running back in the door I got it. <laughs> With the tremendous line, <laughs> do you ever get on your knees and thank God you have access to my dementia? <laughs> this is like discovering plutonium by accident. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right, I want to get to this fun load. Do we have to talk about the Mets, Cal? Do we really? No, we're not going to talk about the Mets. We're not going to talk about the outdoor hockey game. Let's just move on to the fun load. You sound so pissed RCU, off. sports is starting to bug us. <laughs> That's the new one. It's just, just in the way. Let's talk about the hockey game then. Briefly, a couple minutes. Yes. A couple minutes only because of the spectacle of seeing a hockey game outside at Yankee Stadium. was just I don't know how you felt, but it was bizarre. I didn't find it bizarre. I found it very cool. I think I was most taken by the fact that it's an angle I've never watched a hockey game from before. From where we sat. Yeah. We were up in uh, Section 428 in the upper deck at Yankee Stadium, 
Uh, both well dressed, you know, not with tuxedos. <laughs> both adequately, you know, uh, properly dressed for the weather. Uh, you know, having our cold weather football gear on. I thought it was super cool to see a hockey game from that angle. Yeah, from way up high and with that many people and see the entire ice. And it's a it it was a view I'm never going to get again. Uh, but I, I so I thought it was cool. I didn't I didn't really find it that bizarre. I guess I don't know why. It took it took me some time to adjust to it, and and I could not I could not get past the visual of watching the hockey game in front of me, and out of the corner of my eye, seeing the Yankee Stadium facade, and being outside, it just like the whole atmosphere was was weird. That was odd. It was fun. It was it, yeah. It was. It, it wasn't like like disorienting or or uncomfortable. It was fun, right? Just strange. It would no. It, it was. I. I. I don't know. I think I was just so focused on the game or what the game experience would be like that it didn't really throw me off that much. I mean, we were clearly pilgrims in an unholy land. Yeah. As but, it was. It, I mean, we were <laughs> we were Met fans in Yankee Stadium, watching right. the Islanders play the Rangers when it was about sixty-five thirty-five Ranger fans. Yeah. So we were really, really, um, oh. in, in, in strangers in a strange land. We were definitely Michael Valentine's. But we, I, I thought it, it was too cold almost to be pissy. Yes. Like Ranger fans, I, I will say this. I hadn't been to an Islander Ranger game in a really long time. And this is the only reason I went to one was because it was the first ever outside game at Yankee Stadium between the two teams. Right. Is there a team, team's fan base, that has one less, that has a bigger sense of entitlement than the New York Ranger fans? Yep, I said it. It's out there. You sure did. I, oh, they, have, think. they have won one Stanley Cup in 74 years. And they... Make it sound like the idea of rooting for any other team in New York is criminal. Like, you're an Islander fan? You're not from New York. Only New Yorkers are Ranger fans. They're the only team in New York. Like, they can't even fathom that you would root for another team, let alone the Islanders. And the only other fan base I could think of, Cal... Was Knicks fans? Yeah, you might be right. And that have one less and think they we own the city. What? What? Phillies fans are kind of like that too. Which team? Phillies fans. Oh, the Phillies. I'm sorry. I thought you yeah. meant Philadelphia. I'm no, sorry. the the Philly, the Philadelphia Philly fans. Absolutely. Not one a lot. Not, no, 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 no. Not just not one. They're the losingest franchise in professional sports. Well, that's true. They've lost the most games in professional sports. They did win. A, they won one World Series recently. Yeah. But, but again, won, and you'd think they had won 12. They won in 1980, and they won in 2010, or 2008. Eight. They, they've been around for 110 years. I mean, it's like dirt. 
<laughs> That's a good call. That, now, just, me, that just amazed me. I just I had forgotten how entitled Ranger fans feel. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Where will you? What will happen sooner? You going back to Yankee Stadium, or you going back to a Ranger game? It could be a Ranger Islander game. But I would say the Ranger Islander game. You would go back to a Ranger Islander game before you went back to Yankee Stadium. Gun to your head. No, I'm just thinking what's more likely, because my boss has Ranger season tickets. Okay, I see what you're saying. So I might get the opportunity to go to a Ranger Islander game at the Garden. And you wouldn't pass it up? And I wouldn't pass it up. Okay, that's fair. I'm good with Yankee Stadium, there's, by the way. Their season's over, so. Whose season's over? The Islanders. Yes. Yeah. They, they beat the Rangers last Tuesday to move to within four points of a playoff spot. Yep. And haven't won since. And not only have they not won since, they had a win taken away from them. Right. In what is clearly one of the worst calls, like one of the worst jobs I can possibly, like it ruined hockey for me for like four days. It just just in time for you to come back around and go to Yankee Stadium. That's correct. <laughs> just in time for me to, to go watch them lose to the Rangers at Yankee Stadium on a cross check that wasn't called. In five degree weather. Yeah. Oh, that, Rain, that with Ranger fans peeing on the Yankee Stadium concourse. Correct. That's correct. The uh, yeah the the Islander Blues game almost uh, ruined me for hockey for the year. It really did. Yeah, that was bad. It put that bad of a taste in my mouth about hockey in general. The whole thing feels fixed. So in, in, in five games, they've lost every one of them, had a win taken away from them, had a home game taken away from them. <laughs> Against the Rangers. Against the Rangers, and they lost twice to the Rangers in those five games. Correct. So good, you know, good job. Yeah. Thanks. See you next year, guys. Hockey. Oh, so oh hockey. And uh, the Mets. I read um, Megdal's, <sighs> I read Megdal's article. Really cool, like 90 seconds, really. Yeah, the, the story here is that the Wilpons are apparently about to refinance their loan yet again, their debt, uh, their debt the, the $250 million that was coming due this year. Basically, right. uh, Cal, I don't know if you read Megdal's article I in did. Capital New York. I thought he was spot on. I thought it was spot on. I, I don't think it means anything for the Mets uh, or Met fans. I think it means it basically means they get. It means it basically means. I think it means that they basically get to keep the team another year. It's you know I I forget where I read it, but it's kicking the can down the road is yep. the perfect analogy for this. Yeah, they just bought themselves another year. So they did. They didn't buy any. I mean, they've got no money to spend on players. They just get to keep the team. Well, it's it's, but it, reading that last night, I sent you the article. It was a New York Post article about how they were going to be able to refinance this debt. And one of the things in the article said that, and this is something we had speculated on a number of times. Howard Megdal has written it a number of times in Capital New York, um, and it was never really sort of confirmed that they were not allowed to spend more money. Right. As part of their financing of their loans, they weren't allowed to spend money. So they're, they're sitting here telling us that everything that's happened to them 
has no effect on the operations of the baseball club. Yet at the same time, part of the part of the stipulation in the deal is that they can't spend more money on the team. Yep. And which br- which brings me ba- or brought me back to our conversation about Jose Reyes. I don't think they could offer him the money. You maybe you might be right. I think as part of the, their 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 well, loan agreements. That's why they didn't even make him an offer. That's why they didn't make him an offer. All right. All of this is sort of the it's the worst thing that I could have read. It really is. Because as a as a guy and I think you're right there with me, bud. We've talked about it. As as two guys <laughs> Two huge Met fans who want the Wilpons to stop owning this team and have to sell this team. Your hope was when this $250 million debt came due this year, they would be forced to sell the team. It's just further news that they're not going to have to, and they can keep operating the organization on this shoestring budget, and we're Joe Pesci at the driver in uh, Lethal Weapon 2. The difference, I think, between you and I is that my, my end game here is not the Wilpons not owning the team. My end game is whoever owns the team operates it in the manner of a New York baseball franchise. If it's Wilpons, it's fine. I don't like them. If they're doing the... If they, if, look, the way this was supposed to work with Sandy Alderson was they were going to bring Sandy Alderson in, and he was going to be the grown-up in the room to run things the right way. And if the Wilpons had the resources to give to Sandy Alderson to run this team the way that it should be, that's what you want. I don't like the Wilpons. Hate them. Can't stand them. Wish they'd go away. Hate their faces. All of them. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Get out of my out of my <laughs> and into the trunk <laughs> and out of my car. Oh my Stay God. out of my car. It doesn't even. <laughs> but that that that's my thing. You want the Wilpons gone at all costs. I just want the team to be run the way it should be run. If it's them, so be it. If it's somebody else, even better. But that's what I'm looking for. Right. And this and the news ensures that the team will be continued to be run the way that it's been for the last five years. And that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't think they're cap. I don't think they're capable of running it the proper way. Right. But they don't. But from from the baseball operations, they don't have to run it. They can put somebody in charge that knows what they're doing. No, what I'm saying, I don't think they have the. I don't think they're going to regain the financial wherewithal to run the team. They're, no, no. They're, well, they're, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's why I want them to sell. Look, they've spent money before. Well, then that's that's then that's what needs to happen. They're also, you know, Jeff Wilpon's just a terrible baseball guy. He really is. He really is. But I don't think they're going to be financially capable, Cal, of running the team. In the they're kicking this debt down the road over and over again, and they're never going to be able to put money into the team. I don't understand how there is. Always want to bail them out at every corner. At every every turn, when it looks like they've hit a dead end, here comes somebody. Here comes the spoiler. 
Here comes Bank of America. Here comes, you know, Major League Baseball. Here comes anybody. I know. I, it's just, it's galling. It as is. As a Mets fan and as a fan of morality. It is. And they don't, and they also, uh, you know, look, we can, we can bitch about it all night. They also don't run the organization the proper way. They smear their own players. They 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 run they have a PR guy who's sixty whatever years old and and has no idea what he's doing. They never they're never out in front of a story. They're always behind. They're always reactionary. Always yeah, they they. I mean, it's it's. There's other stuff aside from just the cash. And and they are smug, nth degree. Yep. That defiant arrogance that I I talked about two years ago. That's how they, yeah, they, they're not going anywhere. They want you to know they're not going anywhere. They're rubbing they it rub, in your they face. They rub your noses in it. That, they're, that you're not going anywhere. Or that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's good times. That, right. was, that was bad news last night. That really was for me. I was really counting good. on, I was counting on that to, to come to and then being like, we got now. I don't have to, to solve. Do you have $250 million? I don't have $250 million. Bud Selig's retiring. Like I thought yeah. the Ducks are, you know, their saviors are leaving. I waited five years for the winter of 2014, and what? And I and I got uh, another Will Pond bailout, and the other Chris Young. <laughs> five years of my time is what I waited for. Yeah, and you also uh, elbow surgery from Matt Harvey. Right, Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery. Matt, Matt Harvey. Right. For yeah. the best young pitcher they've had since Dwight Gooden. Yeah. Fun load time. What do you got? <laughs> See the fun load. Here we go. Yay. <laughs> oh, boy. No, we'll, I'm serious. We'll get more into baseball. Yeah, we'll get into baseball. Uh, you know, the football is going to be over. We're going to do the draft and stuff like that, too, for the NFL big time, but... Uh, you know, pitches and catches are about 15 or 16 days away, so it's really it's going to get started very soon. I don't think the Mets are a finished product. You do. We've do. talked about we've talked about the reality show that has been the Yankees off season. They're a fascinating team. Right. Baseball's going to get fun again. Okay. Although, although I although and last thing I do I do think it's crazy that tomorrow is February 1st and there is just a whole host of top agents out there. There's that a lot tried. of guys. That's a whole. This is a new world for for baseball free agency. Yep, there's a lot of guys without jobs that are players. I mean, that are contributing players. No, like I mean, guys that in in the would be snapped up in November. Yep, they would on at the winter meetings. They're up there. All right. All right. Here's my fun load. We're, we're, we can do it uh, another week too. We can continue it. Okay. It can, but I, it, no, it, but let's do something tonight. Yeah, no, no. We're we're gonna do a little bit of it tonight. But it, it's something that you um, we can do, you know, anytime. Ah, oh, well, that's it. All right, that's <laughs> time for the fun. <laughs> Wait, do we have do we have to pay that guy? I thought that was you. Well, we do. Oh boy, we do. Hint, hint. The spoiler. Still waiting. <laughs> you got to pay check. Tyler Durden is Ed Norton. Um. So <laughs> back in the time machine. Spoiler: You never see a dime. <laughs>
calling this. I want to call it the first time ever I saw your face. Just, just to sing that song. Is there a more dramatic? <laughs> Come on, Beach. Can Cal sing it, please? Do your best, Roberta Flack, first right time now. Oh yeah. Ever I saw your face. Cal's a bit of a crooner. Wow. Who knew? <laughs> I had no idea. Hidden talent. Like, I can only do Roberta Flack songs, though. <laughs> Don't ask me to do anything else. I you wouldn't. You only do Flack? <laughs> only Flack. <clears throat> Joe Flacco, if he sang a song, I could do his. Flack, <laughs> Rod Stack, I'll do them all. The uh, I actually I actually wanted to call it seeing things for the first time. Anybody Black Crows? Not, Anybody not, got it? Not feels like the first time. Feels like the first time we could also do. Although I make it a I make it a rule never to have foreigner in my life. Lou Graham demands a lot of money for that. He does. He <laughs> has to come on foreigner. the show. Who doesn't love like foreigner? foreigner? Hand is vigorously raised. Jeez. I do not care That's for foreigners. So serious. What a great band. At what? Singing. They were trained before train was trained. That's foreigner, man. Are they? Are they a construction outfit? They're fantastic. Foreigners. Because great. I don't care for their music. Oh, well, oh, you can see them. You can. Fox you can Hero? see them in city. You can see them at City Field. Trust me, I'm sure at some point. No, that was last year. Yeah, with Ario Speedwagon. I'm sure you can catch them. This year, Huey Lewis. No, with the wagon. The Speedwagon, okay, I don't care for, but Foreigner, I like them. You know that, right? It's Huey, Huey Lewis is not there with the news. Right. Because what's the joke, Cal? <laughs> the Mets can't afford the news. For the news. Um. So our buddy. A good friend of ours, Terry Skinnell, posted this on his Facebook page, and I thought this would be a fascinating, really fun fun load that you could do, you could apply to a lot of things. His post said, things I wish I could see for the first time again. And one was Goodfellas, one was, um, I can't remember the second one was, and the third one was Joe Namath and the Susie, <laughs> Susie Colbert, Joe Namath interview. And I thought this was like a really interesting take. Like, what are, give me like a top three sports moments you wish you could see over for the first time. Can I ask a question? The floor is open for questions. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my question. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I don't mean to go all comedy bang bang on you. Yes, go. Uh, no, the question is when you say seeing something for the first time all over again, do you have the benefit of hindsight that you know how great it is and you want to relive it again? Or if you go back in time to see it for the first time, you don't know how you're going to feel about it. I, I, I don't know. We can decide that. That's a great question. How, how, what was the intent? What was Terry's intent, you think? I think the intent was not having a knowledge of how great it is. So you're surprised Again, yeah. that makes but you, well, but you know how you know how great it is now, and you want to go back and experience the surprise. You want to go back and experience, yes, right. 
Yeah, or just or just experience the. Okay, I got one. Have the experience again. But I, my my thing was, I thought we could do it, like, we could categorize it. So we could do, right. like, top three sports moments that you wish you could do. Top three movies that you wish you could see again for the first time. That sort of thing. So, like, for example, knowing how great the Mike Piazza home run was after 9-11. Right. I would like to go back to September 21st, 2001. And one. And one. <laughs> Quick math. And when, if I go back to that night now, once I've gotten there, knowing what happened has been erased. That's right. And I'm, go- and I'm going to experience it for the first for time. For the first time. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. You, you have the benefit of hindsight to, to get do back it. to where you want to go. Right. Okay. And it's, it's like the idea of experience that, uh, experiencing that elation again or even disappointment or whatever, although I don't know why anybody would choose to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> So the idea spoiler. is... The spoiler would really ruin this. I hope Batman's nearby. <laughs> so I, I thought we could, we could, you know, do a quick one tonight and then maybe pick it up next week or something, you know, once the Super Bowl's over in, in the lull between football and baseball. Sure. Um, I thought like a, a... I was thinking of the top uh, sports ones that I would have. Okay. Let's hear them. Go on. Uh, it would be, it would be, no, I had an interesting corollary on one of them, but. Oh, okay. It would be, my first one would be, uh, game six, 1986 World Series, ball through Buckner's legs. Actually, I want to take it from, (laughs) I actually want the 10th inning on. Okay. So I want the two runs that Aguilera gives up. Wow. Wow. You want that entire roller coaster. And then I want the entire bottom of the 10th with Carter and and Mitchell and Knight and Mookie. Yeah, I want the whole thing. I want Keith flying out to center field. I want, you know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I want the the whole thing. So that would be my first one. Okay. All right. All right. Give me me one. You want to give me one? I want want, uh, Todd Pratt's home run. Against the Diamondbacks. Against the Diamondbacks. I was there that day. That was the, the, the greatest experience I ever had at a live sporting event. That's fantastic. So, uh, yes. Second only to that was the Sean Bates penalty shot in the playoffs against the Maple Leafs in 2002. Which you were also at. Which I was at. Those are the two that, that my two just unbelievable sports moments. Right. And I, I'll take I'll take those back one A and one B. All right, sir. PJ, PJ, do you have a sporting moment that you would love to see for the first time again? And if you say butt fumble, you are never allowed on this program again, ever. I want to see the Jimmy Connors comeback at the U.S. Open. Oh, excellent! That's a good one. I was at one of those matches, by the way. <gasps> oh my God! I was. was it Aaron Sixteen? I think it might have been. It wasn't the wow. he went to he went, he got to the finals right semis he got to the semis. semis he lost to Curry in the semis so I was at the I was at the round before the semis that was Crickstein I think that was I think my mom had somehow gotten tickets from work five sets from, yeah from uh, the telephone company and it was and just the, unbelievable only time I've been to the U S Open 
too, was that match. Wow. Yeah, you that's a great mind? one. I mean, yeah, you totally. a tennis fan to have lost your mind? Absolutely. I was a big tennis fan in the 80s. All right. We were screaming. We were standing in the living room screaming. Very big tennis so fan. I was a backroom guy. But yeah, I grew but up still, with Johnny Mack. You were watching the old man fight and win. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It was incredible. Even if you weren't a tennis fan for that particular run, yeah. if you were a sports fan, you were totally into it. No, yeah. definitely. Listen, we're about to lose the live feed, so let me just do this. Go to www.rtusports.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast there on iTunes. It's also available on Stitcher. And check out the No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow. That's facebook.com backslash No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow. Uh, Jay Mafali of the Yaya's and two other wonderful performers. Uh, they are the proud sponsors of this show. Thanks for checking us out, and please download the podcast. We'll see you next week after the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. So we're gonna, we're Boy, gonna, the alert. The show keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's finish up. Peach, do you have a, a second sporting one? The uh, Tyson Buster Douglas. Oh, you are really good at this. <laughs> Did you see that uh, okay. live? Did you see that live? Because it, it would have been like... It was like 2 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Right. Yeah, no, we, 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 that was either on HBO or that was a pay-per-view event, but we did see it live, yeah. Don't forget, PJ was in college then, Cal. Who, who, who no, knows what I was came going on that it. night? No, he wasn't. I came home for it. I was in my dad's living room with my uh, ex-brother-in-law. Weren't you in college then, though? Yeah, but I came home for the fight because somebody oh. was getting it. It was, it was somebody either had pay-per-view or was oh, wow. hosting a party here, yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's an excellent one. Cal, what's your, what would be your second? I gave you two. Um, do you want another one? Yes, you said you were one A and one B. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. I'll give you another one. Um, why don't you give me another one of yours? My second one is weird because they lost the game. But it was... It was one of the most unbelievable, if not the most unbelievable moments I've ever had at a live sporting event, and that was Andy Chavez's catch. Oh, yeah. In Game 7. And and again, experiencing it for the first time, not knowing that they're going to lose the game. Right. Um, I have never, ever experienced anything like that. It was, it was, I mean, I literally thought Shea Stadium was going to fall down. Wow. It was, we were in the upper deck, got seats that day, a buddy of mine. Game was, we didn't sit down the entire game. You know, 58,000 people, standing room only, did not sit down the entire game. And when he made that catch off Scott Rowland, it was one. It's it's probably one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen live. Because he had no business making that catch, Cal. Just mm-hmm. no. Just you, there was no chance he was making that catch. And the moment and the thing and the upper deck was moving a lot. Like yep. a good, like a good six, eight inches side to side. And it was just it, you were hugging people, and just you you couldn't you could you were up for an entire inning, like you just the the, the whole next hour, you know, until they lost 
in the ninth, wow. I would definitely choose to relive that. Just just that moment was unbelievable. All right, I'll give you one more. Yep. Uh, 1999, last weekend of the season. Matt, this is actually, 99 was a big year. <laughs> yeah, you got the Pratt, right? I'd like to relive a lot of it. Um, but it was a Friday night, and we were watching the game on TV, and it was, it was, was it lighter? I forget. I think it was lighter pitched. And the Mets beat the Pirates 3-2 in extra innings. And they were along, they were two games out with three games to go. Mm-hmm. And from the moment they won that game. Is that the wild pitch? No, that was, that was the last game on Sunday. Oh, okay. But from the moment they won that game on the Friday night, and my buddy and I said, we're, we're going tomorrow. We're going tomorrow. Saturday. We just, on the spur of the moment, we're going to this game. And we went the next night, and Rick Reed pitched a, a, a gem. They won nothing. And then we said, we're going tomorrow, too. And then we went back on Sunday. Sunday was the Melvin, Melvin Mora uh, scored on a wild pitch. With Piazza at the plate. With Piazza at the plate and a potential playoff berth on his bat. Yep. And he threw a wild pitch. He never even got, he never got to take a swing. And the best part about that game was it was bat day. <laughs> it was Santa, I can't believe Santa, they they bat days anywhere. Well, mini bats, but yeah, but still, it, yeah. But 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 the way they did it was good. They give the bats. They were giving the bats out on the way out of the season. On the way out, exactly. Smart move, right? So that was just it was just incredible because and then and then we had to wait to see what happened with Milwaukee that night, right? In Cincinnati. And and then the next night, of course, was the one game playoff. So I, if I could relive that stretch of of four days, you that weekend, four days in October, Friday to Monday, it was a point. It had we had only had eighty six. Right, they hadn't been in the playoffs in thirteen years. Yeah. Right. So when that when that came, or, around, I'm sorry, 10, uh, 11, 11, eleven years at that right. point. Yeah. So when that came when that came around, it was just you know. I was 25 years old, and I had nothing else to do but go to these games. And it fantastic. Was, it was awesome. I love it. All right. I feel like we did a good job. This is something we could revisit, like the first, you know, the top three albums you wish you could listen to for the first time, or no? No good? Food experiences. Absolutely. No, this is a good time. This is a good, uh, it's a good go-to. The top three, <laughs> the top three pieces of pizza you wish right? you could. Right. Well, apparently things are going crazy over at the uh, the Bishop household. It's look, I don't know if you heard, the pizza's pretty serious. Pizza party, it's pretty serious. It's it's the piano pizza. Bishop final mode. Uh, just a reminder that uh, amateuristic linguist is opening for the Yaya's at No Fuss No Feathers. And uh, just now, as I switched from uh, meatball to donuts, while you guys were talking, my wife comes over to me and announces that uh, she's uh, signing up for uh, either a 5K or a triathlon or something. Just, just, I mean, couldn't have been better timing. It's like, hey, you with the donut in your mouth, (laughs) I'm signing up for a 5K tomorrow. You want to do it? And of course, I can't do that. No, consider the challenge. Cal, final episode. 
I think those bands are playing at Johnny Akronin's this weekend, too, right? <laughs> Opening for the Shakedown. Shockey's going to be there. He's awesome. No, my, my <laughs> thing is, my thing is the, the, the stadium series, the NHL stadium series that everybody was so worried about watering down the product, it was an enormous success. It was great. I would rather not see it in New York for a few years, spread the wealth a little bit, but the two games that they played at Yankee Stadium were a big hit, and we had a blast at the game on, on Wednesday night, so good job, NHL. Good job. And my final unload is simply uh, Islanders. Man. Man. Good night, everybody. Good night. That's it. Man. That's all I got. Man. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Johnny Ellipses. At Johnny Acronym tonight. Hey, Isles, get out of my dreams. Nice. <laughs> get out of my sight. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.